God got me fired for a reason. And I had no choice to put boots on the ground and follow my dreams consistently. And one thing I heard in the interview with Grant Cardone said was when you start to work aggressively towards your dreams, the universe puts little things in your way to meet you halfway to give you that boost. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simon. Yeah, I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of How I Discovered My Gift with David D. Simons. I have the pleasure and the distinct honor of interviewing a mogul, an entrepreneur, a father, a leader, uh, someone that you're going to learn so much from today, Mr. Sherwin Kush. Thank you so much for Sher for coming on the show, Sherwin. Thank you, David. It's my pleasure, man. I'm honored to be a guest on your podcast, man. I love it. I love it. So let me tell you all a little bit about Sherwin. Sherwin has a business called the Kush Power Circle, which is a financial financial literacy program that provides aspiring and existing entrepreneurs with strategies and resources to start, grow, and scale their businesses without using their own money. <clears throat> Sherman has made it his personal mission and is very passionate about educating other people on how to leverage their credit to create multiple streams of income so they can obtain their financial freedom. Again, welcome to the show, Sherwin. Let's dig into the story, man. So tell us a little bit about the story, the journey of Sherwin. I, you know, I, I'm fortunate to know you on a level where I've heard about pieces of the story. So give us, give us the detail, man, the juicy detail in the story. Well, David, I'm going to start from, you know, when I was a younger kid and, you know, when I went to high school and graduated, my mother wanted to be, wanted me to be a nurse. I went to college. I flunked out. She was upset. I went through many jobs and what I could tell you, living in an urban community, David, like the odds are already against us, right? We listen to the rap music. We listen to all this negative stuff on TV. And it makes us think that's what being successful is about, right? So we go out there and we influence to do the wrong things so we can go look like rappers, buy champagne, nice cars. And it really doesn't get us nowhere. Sure. But that's how is systematically set, especially in the urban community, right? So I fell victim to, I fell victim to this trap. And I got arrested one time because I was following bad company and they had a gun in the car one time and they didn't tell me. And my parents were so upset with me because I was supposed to go to work that day and my mother gave me money to go to work and she was upset. So she had to get a lawyer for me and everything and my lawyer had this program, right, that I had to go into. It was an alternative into incarceration program. And then when I went into this program, I continued to get in trouble. So I had to go into an inpatient program. And it wasn't a good place to be, but I, I, I liked being there because I gained a lot of morals. So fast forward when I came out, I went through many jobs and I didn't like it because I always had the entrepreneurial spirit. And in school, they don't tell you about credit and making money off of debt like the one percenters do it. And one day I'm scrolling on social media because I would do all the wrong things for money. 
and I was saving my money to start my own business because I thought that's how life went. And then I said, you know what? That's what I want to be. I seen a real estate investor and I told myself, I want to be a real estate investor and an entrepreneur and I want to make a better life for my family and I want to be the one to have the discipline to shift to generational wealth. You understand what I'm saying to you? So what happened was I started to look into business credit and other people's money because I didn't have the money to make this gigantic leap to being an investor. So it comes a time where you have what they call an enlightenment, where you just have this time where all these ideas start coming. It's like God in the universe send you this message that it's time for you to change. So I started looking, to, looking into credit. So I finally found a company that got me business credit. So now I'm like, how am I going to get the money off the credit cards and, and off the credit to invest in real estate in my business endeavors? Then I started to do massive research and I found out there were multiple ways. So I started, you know, I started investing in different mentorships and like the one I have is like, I didn't want to do credit repair. I don't want to do all these things. But when I got into business funding and seeing how important credit was and finance was, I decided to make it my personal mission to help everyone else that was in the business that I was in and everybody who had goals like me because I'm my ideal client. So I wanted to help kids, especially in the urban neighborhood and tell them, listen, we don't have to go these routes. If you just educate yourself on the information that you need to get yourself to the next level, which is learning how to leverage OPM, you can, you can shoot off like a rocket and skip so many steps and just invest in your ideal dreams and your goals. And that's where my personal mission came. I want to help kids just like me and people just like me who are miserable at their job or sitting on their couch with all those business ideas and not knowing where they're going to get the funding to build the right infrastructure for them to get themselves where they need to go in the fastest way possible. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. <clears throat> can you so can you take us to back to a moment, right? You had a moment where you were working, I believe, at a good paying job and you made this transition into this real estate investor world, into the credit repair world, into the funding world. Can you take us through that moment and what happened? So when I got this job, like I had all kinds of avenues to make money, but I said I'm making a change, especially I had a newborn son. So I couldn't imagine being away from him. So I had to stop thinking negative and turn a new leaf in my life, right? So after I got all this knowledge and I had the funding, I wanted to step away and just fully get into my business because like they say, you have to burn the ships. You have to leave yourself with no option because when you leave yourself with no option and the only option is to succeed, you're going to succeed. But when you have ships at dock, like your job and everything else, you're not going to be as committed. You agree with me? Agreed. 100%. So I used to call my mother every day. I used to call um, 
my cousin Devon's wife every day and complain how I didn't want to be at my job. I hated it here. My mom will be like, son, just bear with it. Everybody used to be like, just bear with it. And even though I wanted to quit my job, I had the fear of doing it. But one day something happened. I came to work and I got fired for something so simple. And I said, I was devastated, but I told myself, you know what? God got me fired for a reason. And I had no choice to put boots on the ground and follow my dreams consistently. And one thing I heard in the interview with Grant Cardone said was when you start to work aggressively towards your dreams, the universe puts little things in your way to meet you halfway to give you that boost. A hundred percent. So when I start working aggressively towards my dreams, little things start coming in the way. Checks started coming out of nowhere. I was doing real estate investing while I was at my job. And a lot of deals that I had in the back burner, they started closing mysteriously. Wow. And those checks that came in, it all, it all added up at one time, especially during the pandemic. Wow. And a lot of people look at the pan pandemic as a bad thing, which it was because we all lost a lot of close people. Right. But I always heard Les Brown said in China, they always say crisis means danger, but it also means opportunity. Mm. So I've seen all the opportunities and I looked at the positive in every bad situation, including the pandemic. Yeah. And I just focus on having gratitude yeah. and just staying consistent. And, you know, like everything just changed overnight with me working consistently. Wow. That's powerful, man. So can, can you take us through, right, <clears throat> this this process, right? Because you had this desire to change your life. You said you said you made some bad decisions like I did to got in trouble with the law like I did to. And, and you made these these changes. What what was the what was that catalyst? What was that deciding moment? To Because you were the same person, right? before and then you just automatically just created a whole nother lifestyle like take us through that like that doesn't you know some people think that change has to happen over 10 years but you it doesn't seem like that was the case for you that was it was talk to it was, it was when i had my son mm. i'm like you know what i could go out there and do all these things but i couldn't imagine being away from my son I see a lot of people leave their children and go to different states and live, or, you know, they, they, they're comfortable with living away from their children. I'm not because the most important thing in your life as a man is like I said, infrastructure. And without the father in the home, there is no infrastructure. It's like putting up a built concrete building with no steel beams inside. Mm. Wow. Brother, you you go you go in deep here. This is powerful. So so the real real driver for you that that shift was your son ha having your son put you on another like play field. What like what were some of the thoughts you were thinking like like that made you say okay I gotta I gotta change the trajectory here. Like if I continue to do the wrong thing and following the bad company, I can't picture being away from my son for eight months, a year, two years, because when you take risk, it's like you're throwing bricks at the penitentiary door. Mm. Someday they're gonna open up like, come on in, sir. You understand? <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to change And You know what, what happened to me? 
one day I was sitting in a restaurant, right? And I heard this guy um, come in talking about real estate and I was aggressively on my journey. And I went and spoke to him and he said, you know what, son, I know what you want. You want someone to help you. So one day I called him. I was already in the going into the business of finance and he said, come to my office. And me and this guy sit, sat down and we started to do business together. Like I am a car broker right now. I credit repair, business funding, lend money for real estate, all those things. And he just changed my mindset about a lot of things because growing up, especially in the urban community, we're used to instant gratification. And that is a curse because now when you start a business, you're looking to get rich fast. So business people and regular people think different, right? Certain people that start a business that's used to instant gratification, they want, they'll be selling a product, right? I want to make a thousand dollars off this product. But as a business owner, you have to shift your mindset that I want to make $200 off the same product. And by the time he sells that same product for a thousand dollars, get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I sold five of these at $200 hmm. many times over. So you have to change your mindset that I want my business to make money in volume instead of getting a lump sum at one time. Mm. You have to know that you have to have a five-year plan instead of I want to get rich by the end of the year to buy all these materialistic things. Mm. Mm. And when you finally get the money, you see that the materialistic things don't really matter. Mm. Mm. Can, you, can you speak to that? Because, I mean, as you speak, you live in New York. You you live it you live in a, a, a penthouse and, and you 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 experience the finer things you've ridden in private just can you speak to that because there's a lot of maybe young people that might be listening and it's cool I think these things are great to go after but you're as you're sharing you're sharing that hey you get it but it's not that's not just the end goal it's bigger than that right so one thing I could say right when you're going on your journey to entrepreneurship it is important to have not necessary, but if you have a woman, a woman on your side that understands your dreams and works, works with you hand in hand, then you can go further together. So I have to give a lot of credit to my girl because she helped me a lot. And what happened was when business started to pick off, I won't lie. I didn't wait till I was making money fluently to get the penthouse. I told my girl, like, Let's go see some penthouses for motivation. And we came here and we used to see the penthouse. I'm living in a bigger one now, not wow. the one before. Wow. So I came here and I said, you know what? Let's go look at them and put it in the universe that we're going to come and get this someday. And when I came back home, we were cons consistently thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. We used to come see this penthouse so much times. I think the the um, the guy who showed us the apartments, he just got tired of us. <laughs> and then one day when it, business started to pick up and my girl's job started to pick up, she said, Let, let's just take the leap and do it. And we took the leap and we did it. Mm. And I can tell you something, God doesn't let things happen for no reason. God, the universe, however you want to put it, it was expensive. Don't get me wrong. If I would have told my parents the real price, they would have been like, oh, don't do it. it it's, it's a bad decision. 
But when I got this penthouse, even it was expensive, God started sending all these blessings, business deals. Hey, sure, when I, and I used to get up every day and get on my knees and pray to God and tell him, thank you. Just prayers of gratitude. Like not even asking him for anything because when you do things and you're working towards something, the universe is going to send you the money, whoever to help you to be a stepping stone, mentors, whatever for you to pay for, for what you're doing or to help you springboard your way to success in whatever you're doing. I'm a strong believer in that. Wow, that's powerful, man. Thank you for sharing that. So are you seeing me or the sun is um messing up? Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I can see you. It's a little sun, okay. but it's good. Um, so I want to shift gears a little bit. When you think about Sherwin, right, there's a lot of talents, a lot of things you can do and um, things that you do. Um, what is your most dominant gift? Speaking. Mm. Speaking. Take, take us through that. Like, tell me about that. So one thing I learned, I think I heard Wallow said this. Once you speak well, you eat well. And once you eat well, you, you sleep well. And one thing you, said, you, gotta, you gotta say that again one more time. He said, once you speak well, you eat well. And once you eat well, you sleep well. Mm. And it's crazy because when I first met my mentor, he said, listen, you got everything that you, you need to get to the next level. He said, I believe in you so much. I don't think you know how powerful you are. I believe I, you're more powerful than you think you are. Right. Mm. And he said, all you have to do is work on your articulation. Mm. Once you're very articulate with your words and people come to do business with you and everything else, you're going to succeed. Wow. That's, that's powerful, man. So how did, like, how did you know that this was, this was the gift? Like, obviously you have other gifts, but how did you know this was the most dominant gift? Did, did you, did you notice it from a young age? Did you, did you get to tell, hear people like, cause I've got an opportunity to hear you speak and give trainings and seminars and things of that nature. And, and it's true. You're an amazing speaker and amazing and you're very eloquent and you know how to deliver a message. So take me through that. Like, how did you know, like, when did you know? Well, uh, first. I'm a person, I love to search and invest in information because information data to date is the most valuable asset there is in, in the world, right? And people know I like to talk a lot, especially when it comes to giving information. Like if you catch me at a good time, I'll give you all of it for free. And that's how I know people say, oh, you got him started. And I started, I start talking. So once people, everybody says the same good thing about you everywhere you go, then you know that's your gift. Not only that, one thing I noticed, like your energy is everything, right or wrong, David. All right, spot on. And what I noticed that I had a gift is when I go to different seminars and I go around multimillionaires, people who have way more than me, they always want to call me to hang out with them or they always want to be around with me and hear me speak and i used to, i would go back to my room where I, when i go to seminars or just sit by myself and be like why these people want to hang out with me like why they keep calling me to hang out with me what they need from me they got way more than me and one time a, a, per, a millionaire told me he said he said kush don't think because i have more than you i don't learn from you mm, and i was like I had to take that into consideration. That's and that's how I know how I had a gift. 
Wow, man, that's powerful. That's powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. So, you know, regarding your teaching gift, right? Um, what would you say is the most important thing like you learned about your gift and this this gift that you have? What do you say is the most, like thinking about a young person, right? They That somebody has a teaching gift or speaking gift. And what would you tell them is the most important thing about this kind of gifting? What What do you think is there's something they should know about about finding their gift either or you can go into the finding or like using it like how like like for example um one of the things i've learned because uh, i'm also similar to you uh teaching and things of that nature i've learned with the teaching gift on the on the negative side that you you got to continue to stay a student because sometimes you can be so good at teaching and you forget to you forget to keep studying and and you know so so anything positive or or even negative that that they should watch out for with this gift wait i, I understand what you're trying to say but i don't understand what you're saying okay okay basically when they have you are you trying to say like when they have a gift how to use it in a positive way um more so like when they have when so you have a speaking gift what is like a young person that has this gift, what would you, being that you've had it for this, your, your life, your entire life, what are some things you, you would warn them or caution them about? Or what are some beautiful things that you would tell them about? So it can be positive about about your gift. So you, you have two gifts, right? Mm -hmm. I have the gift of teaching and spreading information and then being articulate on how I bring it across, which is speaking well. Mm -hmm. So, if they have a gift of speaking well, like I said, once you speak well, you eat well. Mm -hmm. Find what gift you have and then use it to, and use your gift of speaking to bring it across so people could understand it more. And like you always said, always be a student. Mm -hmm. Always wanna consistently be, be investing in your, invest, investing in yourself because you don't know it all. That's a bad trait in people to me. You'll tell somebody something, oh, I know that already. Or my mother always told me, if you're listening to someone teaching and they're telling you something you know already, you don't got to shout out, you know it already. Just sit and listen. When you sit and listen to somebody, they tell you everything that you need to know about them without even saying a lot. Mm, that's good. That's good, man. So regarding this, the, the gift and, and the... And the from a gifting standpoint and from an entrepreneurship standpoint, you spoke on something about investing in, them, in themselves, um, developing themselves. We like to go over three Ds in our interviews. So we, we actually talked about the first D, which is discovery. The second D is development. And I don't think people understand the level of work it takes behind the scene to for you to be able to speak well today and to do the things you do, for you to be able to have a business that's successful and, and, helps, and, and helps people financially and also in the real estate side. So can you talk to us about what it takes on the back end to do the things that you do today, like the, the development, the level of sacrifice, the level of investment, the level of like just what it, what does it really take to develop one's gift? It takes a lot. And the thing is, what it takes is just working towards it consistently because you never know what the future holds and the universe is going to send you things to better your gift. So in order for you to move faster, for the universe to send you what you need, it has to see you working towards 
what you want to do. And then you have to read a lot of books to shift your, your, your mindset to know that things are not coming fast. Like I read a book, I was, I'm reading this book right now called The Slight Edge. The Slight Edge shows you that you have to have a long-term goal and then you have to have short-term goals. So you just have to focus on hitting your short, your daily goals to the best of your advantage every day. You have to fo focus on it day by day. And then you're going to hit your big goal faster than you think because it may seem long, but when you get there, you're going to be like, damn, that happened so fast. Right. So you have to, you're going to read a lot of books. You're going to take a lot of courses. There were, there were a lot of courses I took that, that showed me everything about building courses, but a lot of them I didn't take. And I made up excuses why I didn't finish them because I wasn't there mentally yet to execute them. So I made up an excuse why the course wasn't good enough. And with my personal development, I realized all of this as I grew with developing. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. And then every course you take, even if it was bad or good, it was a stepping stone to the next one for you to execute efficiently. So you have to know how to you have to know how to just take it one day at a time, one step at a time and know it's not going to happen right away because Rome wasn't built in the day real that is so real and that's good so when you think about this development phase right like <clears throat> because there are people that have gifts like i know you're into sports like i am you know there's lebron james or somebody we, we know that's really good and have the gift um there's also a work ethic that's required and i don't think people understand the level of work ethic is that's required you know, people see somebody with a gift and yes, we all have gifts. We all have talents. But if you don't work on that gift, because <clears throat> I, I see you as a person that works hard. You have a hard work ethic. So can you talk to me about, you know, the importance of work ethic and developing that, you know, how it how it affects your success in business and life and your gifting. But also, if you can speak about like regarding work ethic, where did it come from for you as well? My work ethic, where did it come from? It, it, like, it, like we spoke, it came from develop, development, mm -hmm. work, being honest with yourself, knowing that this dream you want is not going to be built tomorrow. So you have to work every day and put in that 1%. That's where my work ethic came from. Like my parents didn't have much, but they worked very hard. Like I grew up in a basement where me and my sister grew, um, slept on the same bed. Me, my sister, my mom, and my dad. And then we, they worked hard and they finally bought a house in Queens. Mm -hmm. And doctors and my mom's nursing friends will come to the house and she was a nursing assistant and she will have more and better things than them and they would want to know how because of her work ethic. Mm -hmm. That's why I was telling someone the other day, that's why I go to the gym every day and I stay consistent. Mm -hmm. Not only because I want to be in the best shape of my life, I compare working out to being an entrepreneur because you're not going to get that chiseled body overnight. You have to put in that 1% every day over a long, no, that 100%, which is the yeah, the 1% every day over a long period of time to get that chiseled body. And it's the same thing with entrepreneurship. So once you practice work ethic and consistency in every part of your life, you build up a strong cable of consistency. 
because it's like I can't be consistent with three things and then lack consistency in the other because the the lack of consistency is going to take over everything. It's like a bad set, a bad apple. And you get what I'm saying? One one bad apple spoils the whole. So I practice consistency in everything I do, even if it's the smallest thing. Wow, that's powerful, man. You just dropped fire gems on them because like I I mean I just got a whole. I never looked at it like that. Like. You just said the consistency. It's important to be consistent, not just in business, your get gift, your work ethic, and in, in, in your work life, but like you said, areas like the gym, you know, being being consistently being there for your family, doing all those things, because <clears throat> it spoils the rest. It's going to make it's gonna it's gonna rot your other consistent areas. It's gonna cause it's gonna cause pollution to those things, and, and eventually, we, as we know, a bad apple rots and it takes over everything that's good. So that's man, that's you just dropped some stuff for them, man. Thank you. Um, so, so if 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 you're speaking to a young Sherwin right now, right, like young in let's say in elementary days, even junior high, maybe, if you're speaking to a young Sherwin, what would you tell him about his gift and 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 you know how to leverage his gift, his talent? Maybe, maybe you would have done anything different. Some people will say, "Hey, I wouldn't done, I wouldn't change anything. It, it made me who I am today." But what would you tell him to help him get to where uh, he could be even faster? What would you have said? So I would say identify your gift, right, mm-hmm. and know exactly what you want to do business-wise, so you can get your gift out there faster. Once you identify your long-term goal, once you identify that, you got to structure your long-term goals and then identify the short-term goals you need to hit to get there. Then, like I teach credit, you want, instead of saving your own money, you wanna keep your money in your pocket and leverage OPM. Leverage your credit, right? Get as much funding as you can, and then go out there and find the best mentor that you resonate with. And then you pay them so they can mentor you and teach you so you can shorten your mistakes because obviously they're ahead of you and they know what mistakes you don't need to make and then have them mentor you so you can reach where you need to go in the fastest way possible mm, because there are a lot of good mentors out there and a lot of them going are going to charge you and you need money to pay them if they're going to charge you and it's easy to get it off your credit once it's structured the right way mm. like i'm the person You want to make mistakes, but if I'm going to open a restaurant, right, and I'm getting funding, I'm going to get enough funding to open my restaurant and have it open the best way possible. And I'm going to have enough funding to pay the best person in the restaurant business to come in and show me how to build the right systems so I won't make so I can shortcut years of mistakes. Mm, That's good. So, I mean, you, you you know, speaking of credit, right? You're you're talking about credit and funding. I mean, you got into this space, you know, with a pure desire to turn your life around and you've done that. And what would you say to people? Like how, you know, a lot of people don't realize how important credit is. Uh, What would you say to people, some fundamentals of credit and and then the fundamentals of funding and, and, and leveraging for business? So the reason why I like to use credit is because you keep your money in your pocket. And one thing I what I learned in the finance world is you don't pay tax on debt. 
That's why you, if you, you invest other people's money and you make a profit off of it and you pay back the debt, it's tax-free money. You understand? So that's why I'll, t I'll tell people always use OPM because it is going to get you where you need to go in the fastest way possible. Why save up? Why spend years to save up a hundred grand when you can structure your credit a certain way and get a hundred grand in a couple of weeks? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so now you got me curious, man. So, take me through like, like how would you if if you were if if somebody said, hey, hey, sure, when I got ten k on my card, how can I flip this and turn this into more money? Obviously, there's many ways to do that. But what what would you say to them as a, as a uh, just a strategy an idea of what they could do? What they could do with ten k? Yeah. Well, what what I would do because right now with inflation, ten k isn't really anything, mm -hmm. right? Ten k is like a thousand dollars. The hundred dollars is the new twenty. Right. So I will get multiple. I would structure it where I could get multiple cards for ten k, and like I said, you can get into e commerce. You can go into markets where the real estate is cheap and put it down on a property. There's ways and there's companies where you can take the money right off the credit card and transfer it to the closing table. You can take it and open a small barbershop. Like the list goes on. They would have to tell me what their gift is first. And then I'll tell them the best way on how to structure that $10,000 or $50,000. Wow. Because that, what you asked me is kind of like a universal question. Right. And they have a big online market right now. Yeah. Um, restaurants showed us through the pandemic that they're recession proof. Yeah. It's so many things you can do right now with ten to fifty fifty thousand dollars to flip it. But you want to do it with which with money that costs that that is cheap to borrow. And right now they have a whole bunch of strategies to get money with zero percent interest up to a year to twenty four months. Mm. Yeah. Well, I. Y'all gonna have to y'all gonna have to consult with Sherwin for, for those uh, those extra gems to learn how to do that right. So we'll we'll make sure that, that you get Sherwin's information to learn how you can do that. But now I want to talk about the last D. We kind of got into it a little bit, which is the just distributing right, which is mark essentially marketing. So it's it's important to just we we always talk about our to our listeners about discovering the gift, developing the gift, which we talked about, and then distributing because. There, even if you have this gift to be articulate, you have this gift to understand and break down these complex concepts around finance and credit and funding. If you didn't market yourself, then you couldn't serve more people, which then you couldn't do what you're talking about, eating well and then sleeping well and all that. So so marketing is a big part of it. Can you speak to us the importance of like marketing yourself and marketing your gift? So how I started out marketing my gift I did it through social media. But one thing I learned with social media, like I said, you're moving slow. You're not getting your gift out there enough. And then when you make your transition on social media, you're making it to people who know you already and know the old you. So they're not really ready to support you because they're not they're not ready for the transition that you're making. So you have to learn, which is the next important part about business, is marketing and structuring your marketing the right way to reach your ideal client where I learned a lot of gems from you. You have to find your ideal avatar, who you're trying to speak to. 
to market your gift to because you can be the greatest in the world. But if you're not marketing and getting yourself out there, nobody knows you. And then nobody's going to put money in your pocket. True. True. That's good, man. That's good. So when, when you think about with what you do um, and how you do it, where, where can people learn more about your services? I mean, like why, why there's, there's multiple funding companies, there's multiple. So I'm kind of like asking a, a, a primer question for, for how you market, because there's a lot of different people that are doing, you know, a lot of the similar things and funding credit. Why should somebody say, Hey, I want to work with Kush Power Circle. What, what would you say? Well, people should work with me because I'm passionate about what I'm doing. And like my ideal client, like I said, is the, the younger generation. Because like they say, you have to niche down, right? And my niche is the person like me who, who wanted to escape their nine to five or the young kid who wants to escape the, the, um, the, the traps that we have in the neighborhood for us to learn the information that we need to get where we need to go. And I've been there already. And I can tell them how to shortcut the mistakes because I'm not a person that teach stuff that I never been through. I've been through the ranks and I've been through, you know, getting in trouble. I've been through trying to figure out how to get funding to invest in real estate and to start my business. And I can get them from point A to point B and to shortcut many mistakes that I've been through. And I can tell them how not to make those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people out here, they're just trying to make a dollar and trying to teach you things that they never been through. Mm-hmm. I've been through the battle and I have the war stories and I have the stitches to show. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, man. I love that. And we're going to talk about your program uh, and, and, and how people can get involved with that. But I do want to ask before I get to that, because um, I know you shared this story with me. Could you share the story about that I think it was one of your first wholesale deals and, and, and what it took to do that. And just like, um, and if you feel comfortable going over the amount on that deal and, and that kind of thing, because I, I don't think people know how possible some of these things can happen and, and how, how, how quickly their lives can change. So when I went to a seminar, right? One thing I heard was intelligence no, ignorance on fire outworks intelligence on ice. You got right? to say that again. Ignorance on fire always outworks intelligence on ice. Hmm. Meaning that when we go to the neighborhood or we go certain places, you got those guys who know everything, but they're not doing nothing with the information. Then you got the guys who don't know as much as them, but because they're taking action every day consistently, they're moving forward. Saying that to say, I was doing all this research and taking all these real estate courses, but I was afraid to make that one step forward. And I signed up for a real estate course with Kent Clothier and and he had a seminar. And it's important to go to seminars to rub shoulders with like-minded individuals and to keep yourself motivated. And that's where I learned that saying. And I had all this knowledge about real estate, wasn't taking action. It wasn't until I went to this seminar and I got so motivated and I actually met a guy at the seminar and me and him hang out together. He has one of the top five mailing companies for real estate marketing. And when I left and I got on the plane and went home, I said, when I get home, 
I'm going to take my credit card and spend the money that I don't have. And I'm going to start actively sending out flyers for deals. And I called him up. If I didn't go to the seminar, I wouldn't have met him. Mm. And he chose my list for me. And we started to doing, we started doing deals. I mean, we started um, sending out flyers to homeowners that needed help. And one, after three months, I got frustrated. I'm like, man, nobody's calling me. I'm spending all this money a month. I think I was spending $1,500 a month. Mm -hmm. And when I said that, I was in a, a vegan restaurant. When I left the restaurant, a guy called me. I said, hello. He said, hey, what's going on? I'm trying to sell my house. You know, I don't live here. I live in another state. I said, okay, when would you like me to come by and see the house? He said, come tomorrow. Hmm. I'm like, damn. It's true when they say when God something when God wants something for you, it's gonna fall in your lap and nobody else's. Man, I went to see this guy's house. I was inexperienced. I gave him the wrong price, so he was stuck on that price. I was working on him for months. I called this guy. I said, "Listen, this is the price, and you never know what the future holds. I think you can get this price right. You should take this price right now, so I can." In my mind, I'm like, I need him to take this price so I can wholesale and make my fee. The next month, Corona hit. The market took a tank. All investors was playing it safe. They were, they, the price went lower. I said, listen, the price now is this price. I told you that you needed to take this price right here because you never know what the future holds and Corona is here. Mm -hmm. And he, he accepted the price. Mm. And I wholesaled my first deal and the check was $26,000. No, that was my second deal. My first check was $16,000. Wow. Wow. And that was the check that came with a whole bunch of other checks during the pandemic where I made my shift into the penthouse. Wow. How about that? Oh, man, that's a beautiful story, man. That's a beautiful story. Wow. There's so many lessons in there. Like... You, you know, you persevered, even though, yeah, you're human. You wanted, you probably wanted to quit. Probably like say, man, forget this. And 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 you you did the marketing. You you did you pushed yourself. You, you know, you had an offer to help people. You, you spent money on mailing and 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 to get that out there. You got it to people. You were persistent. You made some mistakes, like you said earlier. <clears throat> Ignorance on fire outworks intelligence on ice. You made the wrong, you made some wrong mistakes with the, with the pricing as you initially offered him. But in the end, the, the persistence won your, 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 your dedication and your commitment. And I think we go back to the very beginning, your drive, your desire to leave a legacy, to impact your newborn son, to, 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 to take care of your family. I think that all weaves in back to, back to the, through the whole process. Yeah, yeah. And you gotta you gotta love what you do and you gotta be passionate because yeah. once you're passionate and you love what you do, the days when there's no motivation there, then dedication kicks in. Ooh, you gotta, I was gonna say that again, brother. You gotta say that again. You gotta be passionate about what you're doing and love what you're doing and not doing it just for the money. So when motivation is not there, on the days motivation is not there, dedication kicks in. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you thought about this. Have you thought about going into motivational speaking? I will. Awesome. Awesome. I will. 
I see it. I see it all over you, man. I see it all over you. This is, yeah, yeah. I see it all over you, brother. It's inspiring. I'm so, I uh, man. Um, so I want us to wrap with uh, a few questions. Tell them about Kush Power Circle, the, the, the link, the, the program, what it entails, how they can get involved, how they can plug in. So the Kush Power Circle is about funding your dreams. But sometimes before get, get in the, getting the, to the funding, you have to structure your credit and build that infrastructure. So when you build that building, those building blocks of funding, it could be a well um, firm build of well firm building. So you can know the behind the bank um, behind the bank's criteria on how to guarantee your funding. And in the Kush Power Circle, we go from the foundation just like in your course, like I told you earlier, we go from the foundation all the way to finish building that building so you can have the right infrastructure so you can be that one to break the generational curses, or curse, right? Yeah. And to join the Kush Power Circle, you can follow me on Instagram at Kush Power Circle, or you can go to my website, which is thekushpowercircle.com. You know, watch my free training where I go in depth on how we can gain success by business credit and create multiple streams of income and have a well-oiled will so we can create that generational um, wealth for us and our children to come. And, you know, just do a good deed. Because remember, man, if you don't follow your, your gift and provide these services, imagine how much lives you're not going to change by following your gift. Because if you do follow your gift and change other people's lives, then they're going to change other people's lives. And you want to do good deeds because good deeds also go for generations. Mm. David, sometimes you'll have good luck not knowing that that luck you're having and success you're having is from the good deeds that your great grandparents and your parents mm. and your grandparents did that's following falling on you. Because the Bible does say the deeds of the good and the bad deeds of the parents falls on the child, mm. right or wrong. Right. Woo. See, really? I think deep. I think deep with it. Like you do, man. That is so profound. I've never heard it put like that. That's fire. I'm after this. After this, everyone, I'm about to go share that with my wife. That is fire. I'm, I'm like, I'm taking. I'm serious. Well, you should see this envelope with full of notes. Oh man, he's dropping bombs. Y'all, y'all gotta work with, with with Sherwin, man. You're not gonna just leave with your finance and credit in order. He's gonna help you become a better person. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, you know, like you're gonna be better. You're gonna be better working with Sherwin. I know it's that. Mindset, man. It's mindset. Yeah, yeah, that's fire, brother. So I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna plug all those things. The put the kushpowercircle.com. We're gonna plug in your um your Instagram, which is kushpowercircle. Yes. And and then um. Can you answer our final question? It, it, again, you weren't prepped on this. You didn't know what was going to come, but it's a it's a pretty deep question. You're a deep guy, so I think I think I think you're going to have us. You're going to you're going to bless us with something good. The the question is, what's the difference between one's gift and one's purpose? One's gift and one's purpose. So your purpose, like I connect the all right. So you have a gift, right? And like I said, your purpose is is equivalent to your why. Like, what is your why? So you have your gift and why you're doing what you're doing, but your purpose and your why 
is going to keep you motivated and keep you going because it brings you you back to what I said. Once you have a strong purpose and a strong why, on the days motivation is not there is where dedication kicks in. Mm-hmm. So your purpose has to be genuine, not just for the money. Mm-hmm. Because if it's just for the money, days when motivation is not there, then dedication is not going to kick in. Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question or you yeah. want me to elaborate a little bit more? You you can feel free to elaborate. I, I get it. But if you want to elaborate it, you can you can do that. Certainly. Yeah. So, yeah, your purpose, like everybody have to find their own natural purpose. And sometimes it doesn't come to you right away. That's why you have to take action to work to, to even towards what you think your purpose is, because when you're taking consistent action to even what you think your purpose is, it's going to lead you into your purpose once you're taking action and moving towards something. You agree? Agree. One thousand. One thousand. Wow, brother. You really you really bless me. And I know the listeners, as they hear this episode, they will get tremendous value. Uh, again, we'll be plugging in notes, man. Thank you for the, the, the work you do in the world, the impact you're making uh, with your family and, and your, your community and, and generations to come. Uh, really, really inspiring, brother. So we uh, appreciate you. Keep keeping the great work that you're doing, impacting lives, changing lives and, and helping people change their financial situations and their their um their their legacy at, at the end of the result of it so any final words you have you too, david i appreciate you too man everything you've done for me every you know you helped chisel this mindset too you know oh, oh, i'm humble i'm honored brother wonderful brother well we're, we're, we're excited for people to hear this episode and i know that we're going we're going to have so many people having breakthroughs uh they're going to leave us comments they're going to be following you all that good stuff so thanks again brother have a great rest Thanks, of the day. David, you have a great day too, man. See, talk to you soon. I, I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons.